Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now here's your host, Jess Jones. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Burnout Show. Today's special guest is Violetta Pleshakova. Violetta, welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you for having me here. Could you tell the audience a little bit about what you do and how you got to this point? Yeah, sure. I call myself a leadership mentor and a paradigm shifter. So what I do is I work with rising leaders, conscious entrepreneurs, and simply magical people who are here to make a difference, make an impact, who have a purpose. And using my tools, which are coaching, leadership mentoring, intuitive work, human design, gene keys, energy work, I support them with owning their uniqueness and truly leveraging that uniqueness because everyone is here to share their essence. And I just help them to do it in a way that it's authentic to them because that is paradigm shifting to leave all boxes and rules behind and be trailblazers. So that's the essence of my work and I've been doing it for it's crazy to think for actually about 10 years or even more I've done my coach training 11 years ago so I've done coach training before it became cool and then later on I started training coaches at an international coach training school uh, doing trainings in South Africa in Germany Holland Belgium Russia where I'm originally from so I was in this personal development world for a long time and it started for me when I was a teenager you know I've always read philosophy books and my dad and grandfather were into spiritual stuff as well so it has always been with me that quest to understand myself so I'm although I did study international politics and I have a PhD in cultural studies and project management Management, I still gravitated back to working with human psychology, philosophy, spirituality. So it's like the red thread brought me back to my original essence and interest. So mm. that's my story in a nutshell. Amazing. That's a very varied uh, story and background. So with all the studying that you've done as well, have you always been a very uh, motivated and, and focused person or is this something that's come to you in the last 10 or so years when you've been doing this particular work? Hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking on that and I think I was born with that inner fire mm-hmm. and human design would explain it that I'm a manifesting generator. That is a type of energy, a type of aura that is naturally excited about life and has a lot of passion, a lot of drive and actually many interests and many passions. So I would say I was always, always that person, you know, even at school where there was a school project like a newspaper or a theater show who was participate my hand is up and I would sign up for everything just because I always had that passion to contribute and motivation to do stuff so I would say yeah once once you have fire you always have fire can't change it yeah for sure would you call yourself an overachiever well, if I look at my diplomas and being in top 1% of the top university in all wow. of Russia, then, yeah. <laughs> but the fun thing is, I never had to study hard. I think it's just like you put a textbook next to me overnight, I inhale it while I sleep. Wow. I think I learned in a very nonlinear way. And I was also lucky. 
I think I always, I'm lucky in a way, well, lucky, but it's also by choice. I've always followed what I loved. Mm. And that meant achievement was easy. I didn't have to struggle or go against the current. I was flowing with the current. And that brings natural alignment. I think that's how all that overachieving happened. But there was definitely a lot of um, trying to prove myself involved as well. I have to concede. So it's not just all talent. A lot of it was just me liking the golden star, you know, liking to be the best and so on. Yeah, yes, I totally understand that. So how do you manage your time effectively? You're obviously busy with coaching and, you know, the studies that you've done over the years as well. Do you have any tools or resources that are your go-tos for managing your time and staying on on track? Yeah, so I want to bring in here human design. So if, if the listeners don't know, human design is a system of knowledge that combines astrology, combines aging, the Chinese book of change. It combines understanding of biology, epigenetics, quantum field, chakras, Kabbalah. So it's like a synthesis of all avenues of knowledge that builds a chart that serves as a map explaining how how is your energy designed to flow naturally. And that has been life-changing for me when I started to align with my natural energy flow, human design has just given me the language to pull out the undercurrent and give it shape. So my favorite tool is to stay always connected with my inner authority. One could even call that intuition. I have developed a practice that I call self-communion. It's an ongoing connection with myself. And in that sense, I don't really even need tools because I think sometimes we are looking for tools and we forget our own intrinsic wisdom. We try productivity techniques that clash with our own natural design. And to me, the starting point is to always find out how are you built? What type are you? Are you someone who is logical and structured? Then you might benefit from having routines. I'm not logical and I'm not structured. So for me, anytime I tried to have a routine, it only left me feeling not committed and uh, fluffy and um, flaky and all over the place. But now I, I have learned through human design that I am not thriving on routine at all, and I don't need actually tools. But that's me. I'm the floaty type, yeah? There are other people, like I had clients, who thrive on routine once they know that they need structure and they implement it. So to me, the best tool is knowing your energy, knowing how you tick, and then following that, and even daring to be controversial, daring to be nonlinear, daring to be that paradigm shifter who would go against the entire coaching industry who tells you you need to know exactly what you want to manifest or something like that. Because there are people who are not designed to manifest in a specific way as for human design. Mm. So that is my favorite toolkit and my best advice. Get to know yourself. Align with your natural flow. Wow, it sounds very interesting. How does one find out about these sorts of things about themselves? Well, I would say the starting point where it would be to just go to one of the free websites when you can build your human design chart. My favorite is called myhumandesign.com just because it's pretty. It's so well made. And uh, another one is geneticmatrix.com or mybodygraph.com. And then what I've done is I started to just experiment with it. You can also get a reading or you can have a consultation with someone who is 
trained in human design. That's one of the things I do as well mm-hmm. uh, in my own way. And that I just, there are so many open source resources on human design on Instagram alone. If you follow the hashtag human design or human design chart, and then you start reading, you can totally go down the rabbit hole and then you will learn a lot. And what I love is that it's a very open system. Anybody, it's actually the, the person who channeled it called it an experiment. So it's non-rigid and it's very easy to access and get lots of practical tips just from Instagram, from the amazing community that is there. Fantastic. I'll definitely have to check that out myself. And for the listeners, we'll put those links in the show notes as well. So Violetta, can you tell me about a time in your life that you hit burnout yourself? Oh, yeah. And um, it was actually twice. It was once six years ago and then a couple of years ago. And what is interesting, I think, about the story is those burnout episodes, they came from me doing what I loved. So it's not like I was in a bad job or didn't take care of myself, but it came from me overusing my fire. And it came from me pursuing my purpose, but in a way that wasn't aligned with my design and it wasn't aligned with my leadership style. So in one instance, I was just doing way too much and I was doing it without proper reciprocity. I was giving too much. And what was coming back, especially in terms of payment, in terms of appreciation, in terms of opportunities, was not equal. And the second time, I was saying yes to too many projects just because they were amazing. And I wasn't checking with my inner authority. I was coming more conceptually from, oh, it's a great project. I must say yes. Or I'm so honored that I got asked. I need to say yes. And with that... Even my fire and my drive, it got overused and it wasn't replenished because I think my soul had other plans. And what I learned from that is even if you are following your heart and following your passion, it might not be the right time or it might not be the right opportunity. And sometimes no comes from deep within and you might not understand why it is a no. But there is some bigger flow, some bigger picture, that invisible force field of life that is organizing things without us even knowing. I can definitely uh, relate to some of that myself. And I've learned a little bit more over the years about setting boundaries. So while things might look very exciting and appeal to you and and, um, connect with you, there is a point where you need to draw the line and say, I'm doing enough right now and um, and that's okay. And these things might, you know, come up again for yourself later in life. So what do you do now that you're able to recognize when you've taken on too much? Do you set boundaries? Do you sort of check in with yourself and your authority, like you mentioned, and work out what is really best for you at the time? I once sat down and decided to reflect on what my values are. I think values and then behaviors that match those values are so essential for personal leadership. And one value came up, and that value was space. I realized that I felt at my best in life when I had a lot of space. And by that, I mean in the morning space to wake up, have my coffee, hang out with my cat, go for a walk if I want to, do some self-development before I jump into meetings or sessions or anything like that. Mm. Space to have time in my week for spontaneous creativity and that that is my guiding light I know that I value space and that there is no missing out 
if, if it is aligned, if I trust myself to have this space, I then have capacity and bandwidth in my field to receive opportunities. So I don't have to be chock-a-blocked. My, like, you know, I have, a, I have a friend who is a coach and she can do eight sessions a day. I will never even choose to do eight sessions a day or anything like that. To me, it's the nightmare of all nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Or to, to do it every day because I need space. It's in that stillness and in that in-between that I get my best ideas. And I'm not lazy. It's not like I'm lying around all day doing nothing. It's like I'm always creating something, but that creativity needs space to, to emerge from. So I have started to deliberately create lots of white space in my life Mm. and I also don't plan any longer than just like a month maybe in advance because I move in a very intuitive way I get a feeling I get a sense a sense of direction and actually both times I healed from my burnouts through traveling when um, one time I went to Bali and then I went to South Africa and both have been very healing because while traveling, you have more space. Yeah. And that was really essential for me. So that's what I do right now. And to stay on track, just to not come across as completely floaty and unstructured, there are, I always ask myself three questions every day. The first question is, what will move the needle forward? Even if it's just one small thing, but it gives me a sense of progress. So what can I do today that will move the needle forward? Second, what can I do today that will make me proud? This is very helpful when you need to tackle some items on your to-do list that you don't want to deal with, but it will make you proud. So that, and finally, what will bring me joy? Every day doing something that nourishes me and replenishes my energy, fills up my cup. So I try to prevent my cup running empty. So I don't rest when I'm tired. I rest in advance. Even that was a hard one because Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I still have energy. I still have time. Um, Maybe I can, I don't know, write an article this evening instead of reading or just going for a walk or something. So, um, yeah, needle forward, make you proud, give you joy. So that's what I do every day. And as long as I do that, I know that I'm not slacking off. I know that I'm not overdoing it and I know that I'm also nourishing myself and feeding myself with with love Mm, I love that and I think you know resting when you don't necessarily need it is a really great way to prevent burnout because you are you know taking care of yourself rather than crashing and then getting the rest that you needed you know prior to that yeah absolutely I so agree with that Mm, that's wonderful so tell me about the traveling that you did that helped you recover from burnout did you do anything or did you intentionally take yourself away to just relax and recover Mm, you know if I think of it well yes on on Bali I did the yoga teacher training and I was also still seeing clients and doing some work but maybe less maybe at half of my capacity and same applies for South Africa I was also on the retreat and I was also working but I think what made it work in both instances is that I had inspiration I need inspiration I think as much as we need rest, we also need input. But that, again, comes from my human design. There is a variable they know as environment. I thrive in environments that are like a street market, you know, where I can pick and choose, where I can go and explore. I need that. And I actually, even when I look back at my business, some of my most successful months in business were while traveling. And that's when I was working less. 
And why is that? Because I was creatively stimulated. So mm-hmm. I came to realize that I need this. That's why lockdown is so hard for me now. Um, I can't go to South Africa because then I won't be able to come back. And uh, this is kind of hard and it's also cold, but I'm not complaining. What I'm just saying is I figured out what works for me. I figured out what my system needs. And then again, there might be maybe somebody's more of a hermit type and for them to feel nourished, they need their little cave as an environment and they need to be there. And maybe somebody needs nature and thrives there. Once you find out what you need and place yourself in the correct environment that will support your nervous system, you will prevent burnout and recover faster. So this is also something that you can look up in the human design chart, what your environment is. And it can be very helpful to be in the right type of setting. That sounds very interesting. We'll definitely have to look into that some more and um, perhaps discuss it again down the track because it is a very interesting concept. And I think understanding yourself more as the base and then working from there is a great way to go rather than just throwing yourself at this to-do list and, and hoping for the best. Oh, yeah. There are some shortcuts that we can find. I'm all about finding shortcuts and um, finding a way to quantum leap in a way that makes things easier for you because there are shortcuts and there are miracles. There are those magical pathways within our energy that can make things so much easier for us. So now that you can't currently travel, what do you do for yourself to manage your self-care? What does your downtime look like? One thing I do is I go for walks. And I go for walks as far as is allowed. So we're not allowed to go too far. But I try to go to a new neighborhood every once in a while. Not just my standard around the block. I try to go to a park or I try to go somewhere else because I know that I need a new input. So I go every day, even when it's cold. And another thing I do, I started reading novels. So I used to read lots of nonfiction, but I'm reading novels again, especially even just silly romantic novels, you know, like Bridgerton, (laughs) like this kind of stuff, because it's light and because it has a happy, happy ending. They live happily ever after. So it puts me in a good mood. That's what Mm. I do in the evening to relax. I I just found that it works for me much better than watching series or anything like that. So I I read novels. What else do I do? I definitely movement. Physical movement is so important. I'm doing Pilates online and I'm doing every day just a little workout to get the energies moving. And sometimes I'm having little dance parties with myself. This is also a great way to shake up and get just in a different mood. Yep, I do the same and fully support it. Yeah, it's a great mood yeah, shift. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So finally, what's one piece of advice you would share with someone listening today who's going through burnout themselves? Mm, okay, so if I tune in. So first, I'm just tuning in and extending a lot of love and compassion and support energy to anyone who is struggling right now with burnout. And I want you to know that this will end that your system is resilient and it's self-organizing. It has this inbuilt evolutionary intelligence. So my piece of advice would be use this burnout as a chance to return to yourself, to come back home to you and truly, truly listen. Listen to what your system, your energy, your body are trying to tell you. Come home to you and honor yourself. Surround yourself with so much love and give yourself exactly what you need. Even if it feels or seems outrageous, give yourself exactly what you need and you will be rewarded. 
Wonderful. Beautiful advice to finish. Violetta, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I so enjoyed uh, this conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.